No matter where you go in America, you'll see postmen and women beaten the street in rain, hail, snow, and sleet every day to be sure mail gets delivered. These folks are true civil servants, and I respect the hell out of them. And then there's the mailmen that work behind the counter. These are the people that face most of our scorn because the lines are too long or it's too confusing to choose between express and priority mail, but I'm not here to pile on. Instead, I want to tell a tale of a particular postman I encountered along the way. I went into the post office to buy some stamps, and there behind the counter was a larger bald-headed man, so large, in fact, that where his body met his head, there was no neck, just three folds or rolls. But when I went to the counter, I asked for some stamps, and he kindly asked me, would you like Hubble Space stamps or flag stamps? Oh, yeah. And I thought about it for a second, told him I'll take the flag stamps. Hold on, I'll get you flag stamps. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He says as he turns to go to a file, and as he's fingering through the file to find my flag stamps, I think about it and wonder, is that him making that noise? I look around to be sure Kool-Aid Man hadn't walked in at any point in time. And that's when this kind postman comes back and says, here's your flag stamps, that'll be eight seventy-five. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And I hand him a $10 bill, still really confused about what's happening, though I think I have it figured out. And he hands me my change, here's a dollar twenty-five. Have a great day. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And as I said thanks and turned to walk away, I realized that that was the postman the whole time, involved in some sort of verbal respiration. I'm still not sure, but I did tell other people about it, and they went to the post office to confirm, indeed, that that was the postman making that noise. Which is why today I want to talk about bald heads, crazy bald heads, and chocolate fondue fountains as we melt down minutiae, take a dip, and start joshing around. Bald heads is a popular look and a personal choice have only recently come into fashion over the course of history from headdress of Native Americans to the white wigs of Parliament. What you had on your head always mattered much. These days, though, over recent history of Mr. Clean and Michael Jordan to the distant futures of Captain Picard, bald heads are having a breakthrough. It really has a lot to do, though, with the shape of your head and your human form, because I'm here to tell you, if you stand up too straight with your arms too close together, a bald head might not look too good on you. Which is similar to a metaphor that revolted me the other day, as I watched TV when a commercial came on showing a kangaroo that immediately had a baby joey pop up out of its pouch, which is a little unsettling to begin with, because baby marsupials are gross. And then it was revealed this was a Hanes commercial, and that baby Joey was supposed to be some dude's junk positioned perfectly inside their new boxer briefs. And then I was even more put off because I looked right at that thing. Bob Marley has a song called Crazy Bald Heads. And while reggae is on all around me, it's more background music than anything. So I'll be the first to admit, I wasn't familiar with all of the lyrics. When I looked them up, though, I come to find out that I'm not the crazy bald head. But I definitely know him. That's the Western man, the square, the bombaclot, which, gosh, I also found out what that means, and I can't even tell you. But back to the crazy bald head. He's the con man with the con plan, is what Bob Marley says on the song, stealing all of the corn that he planted and worked on. Bob Marley says on another song, Time Will Tell, Ja would never give the power to a bald head. A lot of Bob Marley songs are about the struggle for power, and in that regard, he wasn't wrong. That battle has raged since time began, and it will continue till long after we're gone. Things seemed a little easier when I was a kid, though, when that battle for power was contained under the guise of the Cold War, because I would much rather huddle under my desk every once in a while to stay prepared in the case of nuclear fallout 
than to ever have to reset my internet router like I was warned by the FBI to do in case of cyber war. Whether we're being hacked via hardware or the Trojan horses coming through our social feeds, it's very easy to be conditioned through the media. In fact, it's proven to be true because that's how we've been indoctrinating our youth into culture for generations. Through Aesop's fables and Grimm's fairy tales, or the bastardized retelling of those stories through Disney movies, we've told children through stories how to be a part of society since the dawn of time. My three-year-old daughter recently asked for something super specific when she said she wanted a dinosaur fingerling, then went on to extol the features and benefits of this toy. I knew she had heard about it from a TV commercial. As a smart advertising man, I've gotten most commercial television out of my house in lieu of PBS and Disney movies on DVD because I didn't want to deal with the constant wanting and kids asking for things. And for the most part, it's worked until I realized that I spent a ton of money at Disney last year and I donate to public broadcasting during every pledge drive. Banks used to advertise that new customers would receive something like a toaster when they opened up an account. These days, banks try to market to customers ever younger by giving children lollipops when they enter the branch. This is what's encouraged my youngest daughter to tell me to go to the bank every day. Today, I did just that, only to find out that my local PNC has switched from lollipops to just a sack of Werther's Originals and those generic strawberry candies. My daughter was dismayed and told me that I should switch banks. What's even funnier, though, she calls it Pantsy Bank. I do have another savings institution waiting in the wings. However, it's a credit union, which means it's a bit of a janky bank. And while their online banking system is thumbs down for sure, they do have a free Coinstar machine. So that's a plus. We've talked before about banks that have personal savings lotteries where you deposit your money and just by making that deposit, you get a ticket for the lottery that pays off everyone's interest on their deposits. Now, while there's still not one of these institutions here in Florida, I've done enough research to feel confident in starting one, which begs the question, would you bank with me? My bank would be great. In addition to the personal savings lotteries, I'm gonna have lollipops for the kids Keurig coffee cups for those saving for a honeymoon, and hard candy for the seniors because you know older folks need to keep their mouth moist. And by that I mean a sour ball or a butterscotch, something you can suck on, and not a melty candy like Stork Reason, please, Mrs. Smith. Yet those are delicious candies. I didn't find out about Stork Reasons until that commercial aired in 1989, though I didn't find out until today that that commercial is just an English dub of the German original. In fact, the woman in the candy store, her name isn't Mrs. Smith at all. Instead, it's Frau Langer. Yet it doesn't matter the language. That's delicious melty chocolate. The best melted chocolate, though, comes served from a chocolate fondue fountain. Though the bloom is kind of off the rose on these things, I'll still go to any event that advertises a fondue fountain on the invitation. In fact, for a while, you could even get me into a Golden Corral or a Western Sizzlin' because I knew, in addition to the soft-serve ice cream machine, there would be chocolate fondue. The most difficult feat for me when encountering a fondue fountain is deciding what I'm going to dip into it. Typically, the answer is everything, though just like the saying of how to eat an elephant, I've got to do it one bite at a time. As popular as that saying is, though, when it comes to eating an elephant, I hope you like pastries because I scoured the internet and the only recipes I can find are for elephant ears. 
With that in mind, us crazy bald heads better dip out on this episode. Remember, resetting your router is the new duck and cover, so don't delay. Cyber warfare is less than a star date away. If you're in the market for a janky bank, let me know. I'll save a lollipop just for you. Otherwise, don't make eye contact with mini marsupials until once again, we're all ears eating and joshing around.